재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 All right, ladies. So we are uh, not far from the actual studios. It's always nice to meet up with you guys on location, as it were, out in the field mm. where there's actual food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are excited as well. <laughs> yeah. So this is a little c h a n g o place, an eel place. Not to be confused with gum or is it gum or gom? This is the time to eat eel, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We talk about the stamina and health, you know, during the summer. This is stamina food? Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm literally like, uh, <laughs> all the time we talk about, you know, stamina, but this is a perfect season because summer in Korea usually makes you sweat a lot and people sweat... Um, And because it is so humid, you know, in here, so we are, are looking for some kind of, you know, protein, uh, kind of, you know, uh, food which can give you some energy. Yep. So it is uh, called as poyangsik, which makes you healthy and you know, yeah, full of energy. Mm-hmm. When you see eel, think stamina. <laughs> yeah, because it's a keep moving. <laughs> yeah. He's always moving all the time. What other kind of stamina foods? As long as you're in the market for some stamina. Um, we the, the the most typical food is samgyetang, the chicken soup. And some people might think about you know dog soup, but not often these days. Uh-huh. Yep. And also, what else? Oh, maybe abalone these days as well. And, mm-hmm. okay. and you can actually put abalone into your samgyetang, right? Yes, yes, you can. I think, you know, Korean people consider uh, most of the ingredients which moves actively and, you know, which has, you know, very strong uh, power as itself that we consider them as a stamina food. Like abalone, it's really difficult to take it out, you know, from if it's a stick on the rock, then it's really difficult to take it out because the, the, the power of the suction... It's really That's where the abalone's strength and stamina is in its, its ability to cling to those surfaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. the, the rationale for eel to be this kind of boyangshik stamina food is because of something chemical or because of the way the eel behaves? It's like this very fast, very energetic kind of thing? Um, it comes down to the eel's life cycle. So, eels are kind of funny. They actually spawn in the ocean. Then they, the ocean currents carry the young little tiny eels back to, um, back to East Asia, this particular species of eel. And then they actually swim and live most of their lives in the rivers. So they're kind of freshwater for most of their adult lives. I've heard that they live like around seven years. Some people said five to 12 years. So they're pretty old as well. Oh, wow. And then when they want to go back and spawn in the ocean again, they actually travel... some 3,000 kilometers back to the Mariana Islands. That's amazing. Yeah, with no food. <laughs> This is almost like that penguin movie, you know, when they walk for across the entire polar ice cap without any food to go get food for the children. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's the way the eel, it's what the eel is capable of doing, these massive swims. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that bit about... Uh, how they exist in both fresh and salt water too that's mm-hmm. fascinating to me mm-hmm. I didn't realize that aquatic creatures were out there that could do that crisscross between well salmon for example do that but they do it the opposite way right uh-huh. they go spawn in fresh water and they go out and live their adult lives in the ocean but and salmon eats during their travel right not when they're returning back 
to spawn, actually. Oh. They don't eat either. I'm so happy to be a human being instead of you know, this <laughs> kind of fish. No 3,000-kilometer no. yeah. no, no. food. This particular eel that we're trying today, is this, um, does it fall into a very specific niche category or is it a broad category of eel? What, which kind of eel is it? This is very complicated. I was uh, having, like, I was trying to organize it. So, like, as a big categories, there are two big categories. One is freshwater mm. and one is uh, seawater. Okay. And Pemjangeo, uh, which is eel snake, is the only freshwater and this is more expensive than the seawater. That's interesting, isn't it? Usually seawater fish, you know, taste better and um, it's more expensive. But uh, for this eel, freshwater is always twice, you know, more expensive. I wonder if it's expensive. just supply and demand because the sea is such a big area for there to be more eels in. Very smart. Yeah, I <laughs> think so. It's just a guess, really. Yeah. <laughs> and also for the seawater, there are three different kinds of fish. One is... Uh, Kejjangeo and other one is Bungjangeo and Mokjangeo and it's so like a similar creature so I think you can just know you know there is a seawater and freshwater eel are the eels that are eaten in Korean restaurants caught all of them or do they have eel farms my guess would be yes. I yeah. mean, I think from what I've heard, like the the numbers of eels are dropping pretty rapidly these days. Um, there's this um, organization called um, like the IUCN, the International Union for Conservation of Nature and Natural Resources, mm. and actually the eel is on their red list. Um, so mm. what we're seeing is that like because of the way that ocean conditions are changing with like El Nino and different currents and like the temperatures changing, they're having a hard time getting the sort of young floating back to Asia and then two like a lot of the natural river habitats where they get to like you know swim up and live their adult lives are also kind of being destroyed by pollution and construction so they can't come up and like live out their adult lives Mm. there I wonder who eats the most eel probably the Japanese or Japanese first men Men, men, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Men in search of stamina yeah. in yeah. presumably Japan, and I would imagine Korea is a close follow on that. Mm. I think so. I yeah. think like China, Taiwan, um, Korea um, follow up on eating a lot of eel, but definitely I read that yeah, Japan, Japan was yeah. number one in consumption of mm-hmm. um, I think eel across the world. Mm-hmm. Actually, how popular is eel in state? Mm, not. Two. You would not find an eel-devoted restaurant, for sure, unless it's an Asian restaurant okay, uh, or in Koreatown or something like that. I think it would be relatively rare to find eel even on the menu in a lot of places. I think it just grosses a lot of typical Americans out. I can remember when I was a little boy, my dad and I would go fishing for average you know harbor or bay fish and once in a while we'd get an eel and i would get so excited because they were <laughs> awesome he would do it very simply in the the frying pan uh-huh. and it had this great taste and it was a little bit greasy and uh-huh. I, I loved them when we oh really them. yeah so how did you guys cook and eat it like what, what did you guys use any sauces or not really dad would just um just a, salt and pepper? a little bit of salt and pepper and some oil in the pan slice the thing right in half and do the two sides like that. Really? Yeah. How yeah. did you fillet them? Did you fillet them? My dad would skin it and fillet it out. You know, he, he was pretty good with a fishing knife. Wow. So your dad put the nail on the, the fish head? No, and then but he, he, <laughs> like... he would curse a lot while okay. the eel... Because <laughs> they were incredibly 
slimy. I mean, yeah, and they would yeah. flip and flop out of his hand, and he would, you'd, you'd hear some colorful language. But uh, yeah, he didn't figure out how to. Is that how they do it? They nail the, the eel. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. I went to China and uh, went to the market, the local market, and there was a lady who was. Um, she was like there. She, actually, she had no facial expression and just standing there and just keep the fish head onto the nail and then using just one very small tiny plate and you know taking you know got it out and make it flat she was uh, amazingly fast and i was like wow <laughs> yeah so you guys want to order oh yeah sure let's go let's go mm-hmm. yeah 선장님 저희 장어 덮밥 하나랑 장어 숯불 구이 하나하고 그리고 장어 당 하나 주세요 Chef, what is this yellow sort of shaved? It looks like ginger. It, it's uh, very thinly shaved uh, sengang. Am I supposed to wrap that? Do, am I supposed to eat this eel like some? Not necessarily. But you can um, pair with the ginger to get rid of the, the freshness or you know the earthy mudness. Mm. So you're saying I'm looking forward now to a fishy, earthy, muddy set of tastes coming on. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Mom, not only are we going to eat eel, but it tastes fishy, earthy, and muddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she's opened this thing up in the middle of the thing. This is going to be grilled sort of live in front of us? Yes. Yeah, it got a lot warmer all of a sudden. <laughs> That's yeah. so hot. <laughs> and the quality of their suit is really good. This is wood suit? Uh, yeah. But, um, you Yeah, they are using chamsut. And it's really pure, clean. You know, you don't see that much dust on floating yeah. around. And it's just a pure, you know. Chef, she's just put down um, these pieces of eel on the grill, but it looks like they're already partially cooked. Are they partially blanched and then you finish it off on the grill? They just part grill in the kitchen and then they bring it onto the table. So it just saves some time at the table, yes, really. Yes. But why do they always cook it when they cook it separately? They don't cook it separately? When they cook it separately, the water is separately. I asked her why she uh, grilled them as a standing position instead yeah. of you know, laying down on the grill. And she said uh, to make them lose uh, the oil, the fat. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sort of drain. Instead of laying the pieces yes. flat the way the, the mm-hmm. eel would be butterflied, they are lying on their side as if the eel were sort of, you know, lying in profile. And it's kind of draining the, the oil out just as if it were yes. a, sa- a steak being cooked sideways. Uh-huh. If she lay down, then the flesh uh, gonna stick on the, the metal side. So they 
trying to cook it first, you know, fully, and then uh, just uh, put some uh, grilling aroma on there. How brown should the eel get? She's grilling it. Uh, you just want to put a little brown crust on it, or do you want to get it really brown? You cook until it gets you know, nice golden brown, and you flip only one time. That's what she says. We can start eating it. What's the real proper traditional way to eat this? Do we do a sum out of it, or do we just dunk it in some kind of sauce, or what? She recommended to dip into this type of, you know, teriyaki sauce right here and then pair with the ginger. Yes. And if you want, you can wrap them with the, the uh, perla leaves or other pickled onions. This is a freshwater eel. She says sea eel has more bone, it's very bony, but this is a freshwater eel and it doesn't have that much bone. And this has been filleted, right? So generally speaking, we're not going to encounter many bones. Maybe no. one or two as a fluke, but... No. Mm -hmm. She says the, the texture from seawater and uh, freshwater eel is significantly different. The seawater, um, uh, relatively, the freshwater is more chewy than the seawater one. Wow, can we dig in? Is it gonna be burnt? Uh oh, aha. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. Hana Changos. Yes. This is, uh, could we call this a Chang'o party? Yes. yes. Yeah. We have a face. Right, let's get on with this uh, kui, the grilled stuff, before it gets yeah. burnt. Yeah. Wow, look at, look at the fat comes. This is really nice with um, mm. just maybe one or two slices of you know, pickled ginger. Mm. Mm. Is the ginger pickled? Mm. Or the genip is pickled, I think. Genip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not anywhere as fishy as I thought. Mm -mm. Mm. Really good. Yeah. Slightly buttery too, but not yeah. like overwhelmingly. Um, it's such a cliche, but it kind of tastes like chicken in a way. Mm. Oh, mm. this is so good. By itself, without mm. the ginger and the ganep and stuff, you know what it kind of resembles? What? Mm. Frog legs. 
Oh. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yep. Sort of it like totally French-style frog legs. Mm-hmm. Because for me, frog legs had, like, the texture of fish, but, like, a flavor more like chicken, you know? It didn't have, like, super fishy flavor. Go. Yeah, so this one had sort of, like, um, a fishy texture. That's it. Yeah, but sort not... Sort of a fishy not, flakiness, uh-huh. uh, but almost a neutral or slightly chickeny taste. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this tail bit. Does anybody mind? Go for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be, like, the mm-hmm. kind of that interesting... That is for men. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, your Korean house ladies, they just keep the tail and then they give it to their husband. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this where the stamina is? I'm going to try yeah. the tongue. So, this soup... Ooh, the soup From a distance, it looks just like uh, sort of doenjang but... Mm, yes. Is there eel in there? I, I'm looking for I eel. I think they grind it. They cooked it thoroughly and then grind it. Maybe. I'm not like seeing any... Tongue. Yeah, I'm not seeing any chunks of eel in here. Yeah, let me taste the broth and see. I don't, yeah, I don't see any chunks of, of eel. I'll take a sip. <laughs> this place, there's some really nice punch on there. Mm. Uh, how would you describe these gochu peppers? They're they're dehydrated or Mm-mm. they're uh, sautéed, but they're with some dried shrimp and they're gorgeous. Do you remember the kind of uh, gochu chilies that we took a um, couple of weeks ago? Um, this is a uh, guari gochu Shishito pepper, and um, the easiest way you saute them, then you uh, you mix with the dried anchovy, then saute or you know dried shrimp. This is the most typical way in Korea to cook this uh, pepper. Try some of this tongue, you guys. It's really okay. good. It's so like, creamy and like just smooth, um, savory, really mild. Okay, let me try. Mm. Kurt, try some. I will in, mm. in just a second. I've just got this last little bit of gooey here. Mm, this is very creamy. What's the base of that? It is sort of a denjang-based soup, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's similar to chuotang, right? I think, and I, I wonder if they also put some, like, um, turkeka, yeah, the yeah. gorilla seed powder in here mm-hmm. to add to that creaminess. I think they pureed the fish, and then they mixed with the wild perilla seed powder. Uh-huh. That I think the creaminess comes from the seed. Okay, so that's the last bit of gooey. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we can take the flame away now. So they make a broth by boiling down the tango until there's only like sort of like the skin and bones left. Mm. Yep. And then they grind up that uh-huh. leftover bits of fish in this good. broth. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice and cool getting that oh, hot coals yes. out of there. <laughs> yes. Thank God. I was starting to get a suntan there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you like this eel? I'm more partial to the side dishes of eel that they served than mm-hmm. the gooey. Because the gooey is a little bit too kind of rough and ready for me. I like these other ones are super tender for some reason. Mm. Maybe because they're marinated and seasoned. Mm. I think here is... Um, our nationality comes <laughs> because all Korean people they all they like love the you know better. yeah gooey and chewy texture mm-hmm. so for me the grilled one was really nice mm-hmm. mm. I think my favorite is the soup it's just mm-hmm. um so like comforting and like really mild and yeah, yeah just really really nice mm. Mm. yeah there's so much going on in that soup on the smallest of levels You've got uh, the chopped up vegetables, and then on the micro level, you've got the little teeny bits of eel and ground up uh, whatever bones. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're gonna make really good eating partners if we go out, come out here again. You can have the gui sayang, you can oh, have the marinated yeah. fish, and I'll take the tang. <laughs> and we'll come late enough in the day to get some soju for the table. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> Pop a top again. On this wall, my Korean is not uh, extremely good, but um, I can read that this is some of the benefits, the the health benefits that Chang'an confers, gives you. Uh, you want to do, want to play like a game, like a quiz? Sure. All right, you, let's go one by one. There's just a few. I'll guess what it is, okay? Stamina 강화. Okay, that's straightforward. More stamina, right? Um, we talked about this just a little while ago. I think it's uh, prevents hardening of the arteries. Correct. We puhu. We settles your stomach. Perfect. Tune baltal. Tune baltal makes me smarter because I know that because I'm a nuesek nam. <laughs> Can you guys agree to this? Uh, definitely, totally, hands down. People bionga doa bangji. Uh, good for your skin. Makes you beautiful and pretty. Smooth skin. Nice gleam on your skin. Anti-aging food. I'll have seven more orders, please. <laughs> and the final one. Siryok hebo. Siryok hebo. Better vision. Yes. Ding dong wow. ding. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> and your prize is more eel. Yes. <laughs> seven more trays here. So basically, this has changed me into a superhero. This 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 meal. We're all gonna walk out of here glowing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That anemia that I was worried about, uh-huh. the osteoporosis gone, uh-huh. mm-hmm. stamina, lookout world. <laughs> yep. I don't know if I want to eat this stamina food at midday. Little cameo there from Jamie Lee, our partner in eel crime and uh, kind of a field producer for that stop into the eel restaurant. Eel, the summer food to make a macho man out of all of you. That'll bring local eats to a wrap and today's edition of Koreascape as well. The show is produced by E.Q. Huang with associate production by Jamie Lee. Nikki Kim is our writer and I'm Kurt Asian. If you enjoyed the show, follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. We're back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Amy in the Morning is up next for you in Seoul. If you are in other places like Gwangju or Yaosu, Hello Korea comes your way next. We'll see you tomorrow.